Welcome to The Real News Network. I'm Paul Jay in Washington. On this 10th anniversary of 9-11, many questions remain unanswered. One of the big ones, of course, is just what and when did senior White House officials know about what took place? Now, investigative work done by Jeffrey Kay and Jason Leopold at the independent news site Truthout has uncovered that there was a special division within the Joint Forces Intelligence Command, known as DO-5, that had developed intelligence prior to 9-11 that likely targets of a terrorist attack would be the World Trade Center and the Pentagon. Those attacks would be conducted by air. Even went so far as to say one tower might collapse falling into another. The intelligence also developed was the tracking of Osama bin Laden prior to 9-11, and that tracking, according to a whistleblower, was stopped. And three, when congressional investigators asked JFIC what they knew, were told that none of this actually had been developed, none of this intelligence. And we know all this because a whistleblower that was part of DO5 claims that, in fact, all this is true, and that whistleblower was known as Iron Man. Now joining us to talk about his investigative work and what they found is, in fact, Jeffrey Kay. Jeffrey is a psychologist practicing in San Francisco. He's done psychological assessments and works with torture victims at Survivors International in San Francisco, and he works with Truth Out. Thanks very much for joining us. Hi, Paul. Thanks. Start us off with the story, uh, but before we, before we get into the details of the story, how, how did you, a psychologist, get into this, and how did you come in contact with Iron Man? Well, because of my work with torture victims, I be, uh, some years ago, and this work goes back pre-9-11, as the information came out about uh, the United States being involved in torture, I began doing, reading about it, writing about it, ultimately doing my own research and writing articles at Truth Out, Fire Dog Lake, and other sites. As part of this research, I came across uh, an Inspector General report by um, the Department of Defense that was released last year, and uh, this report had to do with the tracking, uh, tracking of Osama bin Laden by a little-known, in fact, never really written about, uh, intelligence agency known as the Asymmetric Threats Division, which belonged to the Joint Forces Intelligence Command, which itself was part of a huge U.S., one of the major U.S. commands um, from the Pentagon, the Joint Forces Command itself. I was uh, very surprised to read, again, this was right after Osama bin Laden was killed, that uh, there were allegations by a former acting chief of this division within the military that's, that was complaining that they had been stopped in the spring, actually, of 2001 from tracking Osama bin Laden and, uh, and other, gathering information on other terrorist groups in, in camps in Afghanistan and essentially were shut down, and that when... Congressional investigators came around in the year after 9-11 looking to find out what in the world had happened, trying to put it all together. The information about the work his group had done was deliberately kept from congressional investigators. So you wrote a piece about this, and then what happened? Well, um, a few weeks after I wrote the piece, I received an email from a man within the Inspector General report who had made the original complaint who the Inspector General themselves dubbed Iron Man. That was not his own name for himself. That was the name the government gave him as a whistleblower um, who worked in a classified, uh, um, still works, in fact, for the intelligence community. And at the time of the IG complaint, 
and the report apparently was working for the Defense Intelligence Agency. He sent me um, the copy of his original complaint and to show that, in fact, what the work was that he had done and to give me some context in which I could look at the Inspector General report and make a thorough examination of its claims. He has a copy of this complaint through a Freedom of Information Act request. What's in this uh, re complaint of his? Well, the complaint goes through exactly who this man is. He was uh, from a, a human uh, intelligence analyst from uh, the uh, naval NCIS, which people may know from the television show, um, who had been detailed to this special unit, which was formed within uh, Joint Forces Command's intelligence component as an all-source fusion and, and an analysis group. It had nine members. Um, about half military, half civilian, to work on tracking um, terrorism uh, worldwide um, and to create original analytic material about where these people would strike, when they would strike, how they would strike, as it is um, a, a document he recently sent me um, indicates, in which I'm writing up a new article uh, for Truth Out to be published. Uh, around 9-11. This Joint Forces uh, Intelligence Command, it's under the roof of the D Department of Defense or under the uh, CIA? Well, it's uh, part of the Department of Defense. So at some point all this reports to Donald's R Donald Rumsfeld? I imagine who it reports to is the Joint Chiefs of Staff, is my reading. I'm not from the military, but uh, it would seem that uh, up the chain of command is the way this information goes. It went from Iron Man and his group up to uh, U.S. Uh, United States Joint Forces command briefings, and then presumably they would have briefed um, uh, the uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff and, of course, the Office of the Secretary of Defense, Donald Rumsfeld. Okay, so let's go through. Well, what are the big, uh, the big points of what was in this uh, complaint, which reveals, uh, Iron Man reveals what he says was known? Well, I think the major point is this, that by the summer of 2000, the uh, Iron Man's group, the Asymmetric Threats Division, had developed a number of reports, and they were briefing a number of different agencies, not just United States Joint Forces Command, but also uh, members, uh, personnel from the CIA, the National Security Agency, the Naval Criminal Investigative Service, and they were telling them that they had uh, derived by using intelligence from NSA and CIA reports, from geospatial um, imagery data, from open source uh, information, and from human intelligence that um, al-Qaeda terrorists were uh, planning attacks um, primarily against uh, Washington, the Pentagon, uh, Wall Street area, in particular World Trade Center buildings one and two, and at the time, Los Angeles. And they indicated that they wanted to, in fact, notify civilian uh, security people at the World Trade Center, but uh, they could not do that because, uh, as uh, Iron Man put it, the command environment uh, wouldn't allow such communication. Then the other big point was that they were tracking bin Laden around this time and, and were told not to, according to Iron Man. Yes. I'm not sure when the tracking began. That could go back as far as 1999. But it was continuing into the early months of 2001 when a new uh, commander, apparently, um, of intelligence at Joint Forces Intelligence Command essentially shut them down, 
telling them that such work was outside the area of responsibility for uh, Joint Forces Command, and, it would, and subsequently it was shut down. Now, to put this into context, at the time this, this happens when they're closed down, Osama bin Laden is number one on the FBI most wanted list, so it's not like there isn't some uh, interest in him. Right, absolutely. There, in fact, he had been indicted. And furthermore, in uh, October of 2000, the USS Cole had been attacked by al-Qaeda. Um, um, I believe some 17 or more uh, uh, Navy uh, personnel were killed and others wounded in this attack. It had uh, certainly made al-Qaeda in attacks against U.S. forces. And remember, JFCOM's mission is to protect U.S. forces among their other missions. Um, among their central uh, missions, and uh, to pull back from uh, this hunt for bin Laden and other al-Qaeda uh, terrorists and what they were planning makes absolutely no sense when you consider what JFCOM's mission actually was. Okay, now there's a briefing that takes place with a, a, a guy named Mayers, who's a, what, a, a vice admiral? Who's a, is he the deputy commander of DO-5? Tell us about who he, who he was and what the briefing, what happened at this briefing. Right, there was a briefing in uh, uh, 2000, probably late July of 2000, on the WMD threat to the United States. And at this meeting was, so far as I can uh, tell, the highest official to whom these, uh, this information was um, briefed to and that was the Deputy Commander-in-Chief of uh, U.S. Joint Forces Command, Vice Admiral Mayer. We know it was Mayer because in, in uh, Iron Man's complaint, he says it's the Deputy Commander, and then you've put two and two together and you come up with Mayer. At the very least, it is the Deputy Commander, and as far as you know, Mayer's the Deputy Commander when this meeting takes place. Yes. Mayer's own biography from the Department of Defense states that at this time he was the Deputy Commander-in-Chief of uh, JFCOM and Iron Man's complaint says that uh, at the briefing was in fact what he abbreviates it again of course the DCINC but um, so who, who does, so who does, who, does May, who does mayor meet with and what happens at the meeting I don't know who mayor talks to after this occurs but one person he talked to was the commander of NORAD um, who he t um, told and this was written in a book by the commander of NORAD um, subsequent to 9-11 and um, he, according to this command, NORAD commander, is told by Vice Admiral Mayer that Al-Qaeda is, you know, not to, is, is, is way overblown and that, it, you know, it's something CNN talks about to get ratings and just don't worry about uh, bin Laden and Al-Qaeda. So up, up the food chain then goes information that, in fact, there is no threat from, from bin Laden, as least that's, as far as we know about this. That's what Mayer said. Um, of course, other, uh, you know, I'm sure they were getting other information from other people, but it is certainly interesting that Mayor knew um, what was being planned or had been briefed by this by Joint Forces Intelligence Command and then subsequently is telling uh, people at NORAD that al-Qaeda is not a threat. Now, just to be clear, are, uh, was the information or intelligence that they, they actually thought this was being planned or this was a, a hypothetical scenario that if terrorists were planning something, this is what they're likely to do. Right. I don't believe that they had knowledge of the specific, at least I have not been told that, and it's not written in Iron Man's complaint, that they had knowledge of the specific 9-11 plot. Instead, they had developed intelligence 
that said that this was the type of plot uh, that the terrorists were looking at, and uh, these were the targets that the terrorists were after. I don't believe they had, at least I have no knowledge, that they had more specific information developed. However, I did ask Iron Man if he was aware of the original, uh, excuse me, of the recent allegations on uh, a video interview by uh, former counterterrorism czar Richard Clark that the CIA had let um, two terrorists, al-Qaeda terrorists, into the United States in January 2000. They knew they were, were coming, but they refused to inform the FBI or the State Department no-fly watch list, and that these people uh, came, one of them in particular, went in and out of the United States, um, probably being tracked by the CIA, and nothing was ever said uh, to law enforcement personnel. And, of course, those terrorists ended up being two of the 19 terrorists who uh, blew up the Pentagon. Right, and Richard Clark went public with this just recently. Well, he wrote about it in his book about a year ago or so, and then a video that was made, I think, last year was just recently went public, yes. I asked him if he could comment as to whether or not any of the CIA officials who they briefed um, or whether or not information on uh, Khaled al-Midhar, who was one of the terrorists, had shown up in the kinds of all-source uh, intelligence gathering that their department was doing. And he indicated that he couldn't speak of it, but that they would like to speak about it to Congress um, if you know they were to be asked by the government. This is Iron, you're still talking about he yes, being Iron, Iron Man. Yes, they have a lot yep. more that they would like to say, but they feel they can't say because the information is classified. So, I mean, the restrictions Iron Man is under in talking to you is he can't talk outside of what came out through this uh, uh, request for information document, the, his, his complaint. He can speak about that, but when he goes past that, he's violating Official Secrets Act. Correct. I think he's walking a very fine line, and he's trying to get what information out he can. He recently sent uh, um, me, and this will go into the news story at Truth Out, um, copies of slides of briefings that were made while he was the deputy chief of DO5. He wasn't just a member, he was the uh, actual deputy chief and later acting chief of this unit. And um, that slides uh, demonstrate uh, that DO5 was, in fact, and, um, and their parent agencies were, as the slides make quite clear from this 2000 briefing, um, specifically tasked with tracking Osama bin Laden and with uh, counterterrorism analysis, which is precisely what um, the IG report said they were not. Yeah, just to be clear, and I'm not sure we've talked about that, there was an Inspector General report responding to this complaint and, and a clear JFIC of everything saying that they in fact had not been involved in this kind of work. And, and so the importance of these slides is that it shows that they, they in fact were. Uh, have I got that correctly? Yes, yes, uh, oh. yes. He, he gave uh, other information that he had requested um, via Freedom of Information Act, and now those uh, records have been declassified and we can write about them and disseminate them uh, in the press uh, to show that, in fact, the Inspector General report, which is one of the most amazing pieces of, of obfuscation that I've ever read. 
We don't know whether Mayer, for some reason, one would have to presume he sat on this information or blocked it all on his own, or if you want to give him the benefit of the doubt, for some reason didn't think it was worth pursuing, which seems hard to believe, again, because bin Laden is number one on the FBI most wanted list. But uh, other than that, is there any evidence this information ever got higher? Like, for example, either got, worked its way up to Joint Chiefs, to Rumsfeld, it's supposed to all have gone to Richard Clark, but there, he's never uh, certainly acknowledged in any way that he got this information. Am I correct? Yeah, that's right. And I did a, a long search and could find almost no information um, about this group in any um, writings on 9-11, um, no matter you know, how conspiratorial or whatever, nothing. Um, we do know that when Iron Man heard that the information was being withheld from congressional investigators, he went to the Congressional Affairs Office of the Defense Intelligence Agency. That was actually the office that was coordinating with Congress on the mil uh, between military intelligence and congressional investigators. And he said, hey, I heard that uh, you didn't get this info, and I've got it, and my own copies, let me give them to you. And the guy said, okay. And he, in fact, sent uh, the copies of uh, materials like his original complaint, the slides, of briefings, et cetera, to the uh, DIA, the Defense Intelligence Agency's Congressional Affairs Office, and presumably that would have been passed on to Congress. But unfortunately, uh, we don't know whether it was or not. It certainly never turns, that information never turns up in Congress's uh, joint inquiry report published in December 2002, nor in the 9-11 Commission, nor anywhere ever. In right. So the significance of all this, at least one piece of significance, is that if you then take the memo that Condoleezza Rice reads that says Osama bin Laden plans to attack America and if someone at a senior level, whether it's Rice or someone else, uh, or even, as, you know, even a lesser level, puts this together with the intelligence developed by JFIC, then one would say there's some kind of foreknowledge that something's coming and they actually did have some sense of what the targets are. I, I, I'm not suggesting right now there's a direct line that conclusion could be drawn, but one would think it should be at the very least investigated. Is that the point here? Yes, that's exactly the point. I can't certainly say I know what went on um, in all details in the lead up to 9-11. However, more than enough has come out over the past years um, going all the way back to Lawrence Wright's uh, uh, book, The Looming Tower, other recent books uh, by authors Kevin Fenton, and on uh, how about the Richard Clark material in terms of not the CIA withholding information on terrorists entering the United States. And, uh, there, of course, was information about uh, screw-ups or perhaps ob obstruction happening at high levels of the FBI. Um, in terms of information about uh, terrorists trying to learn to fly in the United States. I'm sure many of the listeners have listened or heard or read about this. There, so now we have what we have, and the significance of this story is we have from within the world of military intelligence, um, somebody standing up, and in fact, military intelligence has been left totally out of the 9-11 narrative. It's quite amazing when you consider that 80% of the intelligence budget of the United States goes to military intelligence. Now, a lot of that to spy satellites in the NSA, but military intelligence that nobody appears to have been interested or curious about what the Defense Intelligence Agency or other defense intelligence units, such as Joint Forces Intelligence Command, was doing 
um, around 9-11, or, or looking at uh, okay. al-Qaeda terrorists, particularly since they were um, targeting military targets, the USS oh. Cole, the Pentagon, that's their job. And yet nobody asked, and no report has yet come out, with the exception, oddly, of this Inspector General uh, reply to Iron Man's complaint, that even addresses uh, this issue. As far as you know, Iron Man's still working in the defense uh, intelligence establishment. Uh, this document that we're referring to was released under the Freedom of Information Act. So th uh, the obvious question is why? Why did they release the document and why are they letting this guy communicate with you? Well, Iron Man has shown that he's not going to give up. Maybe he's called Iron, not called Iron Man for nothing. When the Inspector General uh, got uh, got his original complaint back in 2006, they ignored it. They dropped it. They didn't reply. And Iron Man went uh, to the office of the new uh, director for National Intelligence Office, who then wrote back to the uh, inspector general, said, hey, are you going to do something about this? And only at that point did the Department of Defense um, inspector general take up their, quote, investigation. I think that there are also a number of people within the military intelligence establishment who know what went on, whatever exactly that was, and uh, they would very much like to talk. But Congress uh, apparently doesn't seem interested in listening. Certainly Barack Obama's administration isn't interested in investigating. And in fact, I had contacted the former congressional uh, leadership of the joint inquiry, uh, with the exception of Porter Goss, um, after this information came to me, and that would be um, uh, Nancy Pelosi, Senators Richard Shelby, and uh, Bob Graham, and none of them uh, got back to me. None of them, uh, in fact, uh, Congresswoman Pelosi's office told me, don't even bother sending us an email. So amazingly, these people seem very disinterested in the fact that information that was meant for them in 2002 was withheld uh, from, from them about 9-11, about this tragedy that is truly terribly affected the course of history in the United States and um, until the truth about it is really known um, will be continued to be used as propaganda fodder for anti-terrorism and tax on civil liberty that have been going on under the Bush and Obama administration. Well I guess all this is just uh, one more reason why there needs to be an independent inquiry. Thanks very much for joining us Jeff. Okay thanks very much. And thank you for joining us on the Real News Network, and you will see more of this in future Real News reports. We're going to post the, uh, the documents related to this story here, and you can obviously, and we'll want to go to Truthout to see uh, the next story that Jeff's working on. Thanks for joining us on the Real News Network.